Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny. In case you are new here or welcome back. In case you are new here, I always assume that people know who I am, but in case you are new here, I am a fourth year student um, in psychology and commerce at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. I only say that because I was looking at my podcast analytics (laughs) recently and I noticed that I actually have a ton of downloads from the United States and also just not Canada. So that means like it's not just my friends listening to my episodes anymore. People are actually listening, which Thank you, first of all, for even tuning in at all. If you discovered my podcast or YouTube or whatever, thank you. But also, I hope you enjoy. And now I need to assume that it's not just my friends listening to my episodes. But hi, welcome back to another episode. I have not filmed an episode in over a week because the one that I filmed with Rebecca, the previous one we filmed about a week and a half ago. So it's been a while since I filmed a podcast. So I feel like I'm going to be extra chatty today just because I haven't talked a lot. So that's totally fine. I love both peer podcasts and solo podcasts just because of the different dynamics. Obviously, I really loved the last episode because of how much I got to learn and how much I guess I was uncomfortable with talking about it. You know, I'm not really an expert in talking about religion or faith. So it was really nice to have someone on that could kind of take the reins and talk about their experience. So yeah, if you haven't already listened to the last episode, I filmed it with my friend Rebecca and we were talking about her experience with Christianity, religion and stuff like that. And not more so than that, like also about how your beliefs shape you and how her beliefs were shaped from a very young age. So that was a very fun episode, but let's get into today's rose, bud, and thorn. So my rose, oh my gosh, (laughs) my rose is that this past week, so today is Monday the 8th of November, on Thursday, the Animal Crossing 2.0 update released. Let's all have a moment just to think about how much good this game has brought me. So just a little backstory in case you don't play Animal Crossing. I will definitely tell you because I play more than anyone ever should. Um, The 2.0 update was supposed to come out on Friday the 5th. And then there was also going to be a paid DLC, which is downloadable content for like a separate game that works with the original game and that was all supposed to come out Friday but I found out that on Thursday morning when I checked the switch it had updated already and I was able to play the new update on Thursday so basically Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday I have played more Animal Crossing than I ever have in my entire life I think on Thursday and Friday I definitely played like three to four hours each day um on saturday oh no on friday i definitely played like six hours probably in total and then on saturday yeah played i started playing at 2 30 and then i stopped at five to let the switch charge so definitely played around also like five four to five hours so I have not had a good, I mean, I've had a great weekend, not a productive weekend though, because I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, but it has brought me so much joy. I've had so much fun playing and I feel like it's just like the perfect thing that I needed to relax from this semester because of just how stressful it's been and 
you know, we uh, we could all do with some gaming. So if you want, you can download the new update to download Animal Crossing. I'm not sponsored or anything, but you know, it's just there. <laughs> That's what my time has been um, spent doing the last few days. And I am proud of it. I don't really care. My bud is that. Let me think. My bud is that I am excited for, what am I excited for? Like, what am I looking forward to? Let me think. Like, there are things coming up, like reading week is the end of this week and all this kind of stuff, but it's not like I'm super excited. I mean, I feel like reading week will be the same as my regular week, so that's not very exciting. Oh, one thing that I am excited for is tomorrow I'm going to a rumble boxing class with one of my friends and uh, I've been kind of on a fitness class kick the last few weeks. So I've been trying out different fitness classes at my gym mostly and it was really, really fun. Oh my gosh, I had a great one on Thursday. That was great. Uh, And some cycling classes and all that stuff. So I figured I would try out a boxing class since my friend really, really likes boxing like the boxing class that she goes to. So I was like, okay, why not try? And like the people, the people, uh, people get their first class free for that boxing place. So I'm very excited. Um, let you know how it goes next week and I'll see if I liked it or not. I'm probably not going to like make it a regular part of my routine though, just cause it is a little expensive and also out of my way. Um, and I definitely pay enough to go to the gym already. So I'm not going to pay more because that might be stretching my budget just a little. And then my thorn is, um, my thorn is that I haven't been particularly motivated to socialize with people and that's probably not the best thing. I have multitude of opportunities to go and do things with people, but I really just don't want to do them recently and it makes me feel, I don't know, sometimes I feel guilty about it. And I've talked about this a lot of times in different podcast episodes, but more recently it's been like very pertinent and I really don't want to do anything with others like, you know, meetings or even like Zoom calls, whatever. Like I'm just perfectly content being alone. I feel like I just really appreciate the silence of my own thoughts right now and having to having to change for other people is a little like not worth my time right now and obviously I hope this isn't forever because you know I do kind of miss seeing people right now like in the back of my mind I'm like oh I kind of miss going out with my friends, eating dinner. Like, oh, last week I went out for dinner with my friends and that was like the first time I went out for dinner with friends for a very long time. And I really enjoyed it. So I was very happy with that. But so deep down, I know that I kind of want to see people, but also like in the moment when I'm making the decision to like, oh, should I go to this thing or should I not? Like, it's always a no because I always get really tired and I feel like I don't really want to go. I don't know. So I've been having that issue recently and um, I hope it does not continue because yeah, I don't know. It's just, 
I really appreciate the silence, you know, like I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast last week and she was talking about how she really appreciates just like not listening to music and being with her thoughts. Like, I feel like that's me right now. I've been having a very solemn week, a few weeks actually, and I really just like the silence and I don't want to disturb myself. Okay, side note, I also made kale chips today at lunch and I wanted to try eating them in front of my camera just to see what would happen with the mic. Um, I made these kale chips in the air fryer and I air fried them at 190 degrees Celsius for around four minutes. And I seasoned with olive oil, garlic salt, and I just put a little furikake on top. I don't love it, like it's not a replacement for chips for sure for me because of the way the kale tastes. I don't like the taste of kale and I thought that air frying it would make it better but it did not but here it goes i've already had a lot of this earlier yeah it's like the aftertaste that i don't really like it's kind of bitter which i know that about kale i don't really like kale when it's not fried so yeah but it's not too bad actually i feel like i have a couple more life updates because i haven't talked in a while i haven't done a podcast by myself in a while so i feel like a lot has happened recently um as i was kind of saying before i've been feeling like i really just wanted to be silent i've kind of feel like it's been infiltrating all parts of my life like even when i'm at home i really don't like being bothered which is not the best thing because you know, my family members want the best for me and just want to like hang out with me. But sometimes I'm just like not in the mood and I can feel myself being like a crabby teen, which is not great. I'm not even a teen anymore. I'm an adult. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, that's been a big thing that I've been just like kind of wanting to be on my own, whether that's playing Animal Crossing or just like being by myself. I've been in a very journaly mood. Uh, every day I've been journaling like two pages, which is more than usual. Usually I only journal like one page or less and I feel like it's just because I've been in a very introspective mood I've been very reflecty and a reason for that let me think to be honest I've actually been having a great few weeks I've just been very introspective about it um let me read my journal and see what's happened in the last few weeks by the way, I moved into my new journal in case I talked about it a couple episodes ago, but now I'm in my green Leutsch term. You know, I can't really pinpoint like a specific thing that I've been journaling about in the last few days. To be honest, I've just been expanding more about the regular events that occur in my life. So at work, for example, I have I've been really enjoying working. Um, sometimes I feel like I use work to avoid other life responsibilities, which is not great, but one thing that I've noticed a lot is I've been reading into the child's behavior, like the children's behavior a lot, just because I've been really interested in that. And I feel like it's so weird when children can, with one person, be so comfortable and be so themselves. But then as soon as you switch them over with someone else, then it's like they're, they've clammed up and they're a totally different person. And it's really hard to unlock that side with kids. And I feel like one thing that I do really well is being vulnerable with them and just making it a little more fun, just because I know when I teach math, at least math is obviously not everyone's favorite subject, but making it more fun and mm, for me, making myself feel equal to these kids is really important. But anyways, 
because I can't really think of a specific topic that I've been reflecting about, I'm going to start with today's episode. So today's episode is going to be about my healthiest habits that I do. I've actually been wanting to film this episode for a while. Uh, I've been, I feel like I've been doing a lot of episodes that I originally brainstormed when I started my podcast, uh, like the religion episode that I did with Rebecca, that's been on my brainstorm list since the beginning. And then also, what have I recently done? Um... I don't know. I feel like I've been hitting all the podcast ideas that I had in the beginning of when I started this podcast, which is really good because obviously I've been wanting to do them for a while and I'm happy that I finally get to. So this one is my healthiest habits that I want to share with all of you because I feel like one of the reasons why I'm doing so well now is because of these healthy habits that I actively put into my routine and they definitely have helped me now that I look back on when I first implemented them or before I started implementing them, I can tell that my life has gotten a lot better, which is really good. So before I begin, I'm going to share a book that I thought really helped me with my habit implementation. Let me think. Before I started reading, before I started reading this book, like I'm going to say before COVID pretty much, I was still a pretty disciplined person, but I feel like I took a lot of things at face value and I didn't really introspect a lot versus now that's really all I do so I'm gonna need a balance between that but we'll figure that out later but anyways I I would say I've been a really good person at being disciplined I'm pretty disciplined naturally and I've always set habits for myself uh, ever since I was a young age so I wasn't I haven't really struggled with not being productive which obviously is a very lucky problem um and uh yeah, so it's not like this book like completely changed my life around, but I will say that this book has a lot of information that I think could really help people who are looking to set habits, looking to figure out who they are as a person and also like how to really manifest that physically and tangibly and not just in your mind. I've talked about it before, but it is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'm just holding it up here. I ordered my copy on Amazon at the beginning of COVID because everyone was talking about it. And uh, obviously we had nothing else to do during those times. Like this is when COVID first started. And I read this book and I thought it was so, so, so amazing. It was so rich with information that I thought I could apply to my regular life and to my habits and to who I wanted to be as a person. So I feel like I've learned a lot from this book and just took away a lot. I'm actually rereading it now for the second time right now currently which is why I was inspired to do this episode so it's been a year and a half almost year and two-thirds pretty much and I'm going back to this book revisiting the things that I sticky noted I'm gonna highlight and all this stuff and I'll let you know if I learn anything new or if I take anything new away but I thought when I read it the first time I thought it was like wow my mind was blown I also originally heard of this book from uh, Olivia D'Andrea's YouTube series, The Glow Up Diaries. If you're interested in watching it, you should, but I'm just going to like preface that it is very heavily about eating behavior and disordered eating. So if that's something that's sensitive to you, I don't think you should watch it. But she her glow up diary series on YouTube was all about her trying to glow up as a person, not just physically, but also mentally. And she mentioned this book as one thing that really helped her. So that's how I discovered it. And also just like on social media and stuff like that. But let's get into my healthiest habits that I 
implement into my routine. I'm going to start from like the beginning of the day to the end of the day just so I can make sure I don't miss anything. Um, but yeah, let's start. I'm also going to do a few tips into how to actually implement a habit. Um, there are some tips from the books that I've been reading, but also just like as a real life person, how to implement habits because obviously it's like easier said than done for most people. Also, last disclaimer is that I am by no means a perfect person. Even when I say that these are some of my most important habits, it doesn't mean I do them every day. I definitely try to, and I usually only miss like once or two a month, but um, I'm not perfect. I don't do this every day because I'm going to start with my first habit, which is waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> uh, I do not do this every day, actually. So I was inspired to let me actually, let me go back to my old morning routine because that is probably how I can best flow into my current morning routine that I think is super important. So before, before COVID happened, I would wake up at around, I think, six, let me think, 655, 645-ish. And I would do all my morning routine stuff before I went to the gym at 730 every other day. Um, and then I re kind of realized as I re was reflecting about my morning routine that there were a lot of aspects of it because I, for example, in my old morning routine, I would wait until I finished all my reading and journaling to eat breakfast. But one fatal criticism of that was that obviously because I was hungry in the morning, I was rushing and not putting my full thought and effort into my reading and into my journaling. So for one of my new things with my morning routine is that I switch it around and pretty much as soon as I finish brushing my teeth, I go and eat breakfast because I'm like naturally kind of hungry when I wake up. But anyways, my the main thing that I wanted to bring up is that I wake up at 6 a.m. almost every day. And I always thought this was super important. This kind of ties into the last habit of my day, which is that I sleep at the same time every day as well. So every day, my goal is to lights out by 10 o'clock and wake up at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Obviously, I do not do this every day, but I actually would say I'm pretty good at it um, naturally because I get really tired at 10 p.m. and uh, I just wake up naturally at 6 a.m. now too. One thing that I will say is that you don't, I feel like waking up really early is kind of like glamorized in today's society. You know, everyone's like, oh, I wake up at 4.30 and then I go to the gym and then I make breakfast, whatever. Like, I think the more important thing is that you have to find out what works for you. For me, I've always been a morning person. And even when I was little, I would, you know, always wake up early on Saturday mornings to watch the cartoons and stuff. Like, I was never really one to sleep in. Um, so, you have to find what works for you. Obviously, that being said, I don't think it's the healthiest if people are getting up at like noon or 1 p.m. every day just because so much of the light has like is gone by then, especially with daylight savings gone. Um, but I think with this one, you should definitely try with trial and error, finding out what time works best for you. And also think about what you want to accomplish in the morning. So the reason that I wake up at 6 a.m. is because I have a very strategic and routine morning routine that I try to keep the same every single day which is as soon as I wake up I'll go and brush my teeth go to the bathroom you know wash my face and all that kind of stuff and then I'll make my bed and then I'll meditate which is one of my other favorite habits that I've gotten into the last two years 
So I feel like meditation, before you get into it, you're always like, oh, it's just like those Buddhist monks who are doing it and you look kind of weird and Zen and I feel like I have too many thoughts. But more importantly, when you meditate, it's not essentially about clearing your mind of any thoughts because I think that's impossible. It's more about just offering yourself a space to breathe and a space to think without distractions. I found that before when I was waking up and checking my phone and doing whatever straight away in the morning, I would often start my day off with a negative attitude if I read something sad on the news or I just like start my day off with like such clouded thoughts in my mind, which is obviously not great. Uh, In COVID, I would start my day off by like watching YouTube and watching Among Us streams from the moment I woke up until like the moment I went to bed because there was nothing else to do. Um, And that was, I feel like really unhealthy because it doesn't really offer you space to think and space to reflect, which I think is really important. Like nowadays in the morning, if I even hear like music or whatever, like I, I just want that space for silence. Like truly, I get really kind of annoyed when people try to talk to me in the morning. So that's why I wake up so early too, is that I try to avoid everyone else in my house waking up because when that happens, it just gets kind of like, for me, I want my mornings to be in solitude. So I try to wake up early so I avoid everyone else. But for meditation, I got into that through, you know, apps like Headspace or Calm. I feel like those ones are very... uh, talked about online and those are great starting apps when you're starting meditation because they guide you through it and stuff like that but recently uh for the last i think for the last year or so i've been following a podcast called the daily meditation podcast that you can find on spotify and every day she uploads an episode of meditation that's around nine to 12 minutes pretty much and just offers you a space to think with like some nice background music which I really really like so I use that every morning to play an episode of my meditation and then I can focus on my thinking and I'm not gonna lie I'm not the best meditator obviously I don't have like an empty head all the time I can't like stop the thoughts that I'm thinking about but I think for me the meditation is really good because I don't start my day off overwhelmed. Like that is the time of my day that I can fully start my day off on the right step and just let myself relax. I feel like before when I woke up late and I would be rushing to things constantly as soon as I woke up, it gave me a lot of anxiety and it gave me just a lot of like discomfort in my day. I feel like my whole day was ruined if I woke up and I had to be rushed. But with having this time to meditate and waking up so early, I have so much time in my morning that I feel like I never have to be rushed and I never have to hurry the things that I want to do. So that is like my top two habits. If you take away from this podcast, actually, that's not true. One of my top habits is waking up early. That's definitely one of my favorite things that I do right now because of how much space it offers me. Um, But otherwise, as I continue my morning, I finish my meditation and then I go downstairs to eat breakfast. Usually I eat like a light breakfast first thing in the morning just because sometimes I am not super hungry and also I usually go to the gym afterwards. So I try not to eat too much just in case I get like nauseous. Um, But usually when I'm making breakfast and eating breakfast, I'm reading the book that I'm currently reading. So right now it'd be Atomic Habits, but other times it's just like whatever fiction book or whatever that I want to read. And then I come up to my room again and I start my journaling and my planning. So also a side note, if you want like a more detailed video about my morning routine, you can definitely watch 
I think I have a morning routine video. It might be from the summer though, so it's not super up to date. But you can definitely watch that as well for more details. But when I come back up after I finish my breakfast, that is basically my journaling and writing time, I will say. So the first thing that I do is write in my journal and Sometimes I follow prompts, but usually most of the time I'll just reflect about the day before. And what I really like about journaling the next day is that you're really focused on the highlights of the day, like what you remember. Because sometimes when you're going throughout your day, like for example today, I'll remember a lot of minute details that in the end of the day is not very important at all, but I might find is super important in the moment. But the next day when I journal, I'll only really remember the really important things that I want to talk about or the things that have the thoughts that have clouded my mind the entire day, for example. So I really like journaling in the morning just because A, it's a lot more easier for me to be accountable with it. Before when I journaled at night, I would never do it because I was too tired and I wanted to go to bed right away. So doing it in the morning allows me to actually journal, which I think is so important. And also I think there's something really special about journaling about the previous day. It's just something that I really liked now that I've gotten into the habit of it. After I journal, I do my bullet journaling and that is where I'll track my habits and do all this like the regular bullet journaling stuff, you know. And then I also lastly have a sticker planner that I actually don't really talk about much. Let me show you really quickly. So obviously if you are on the audio, feel free to just like skip ahead. But I just want to talk about quickly my sticker planning because I don't talk about it much with other people because I feel like this is a really niche habit. A really niche, not habit, a really niche hobby that not a lot of people do. Um, when I was in like high school, I discovered planners and sticker planning and I got totally obsessed with it. And basically since then, I've been sticker planning forever in my bullet journal in my journals whatever I just use stickers to do things but let me show you briefly what that looks like and I'll make sure that I can actually show it because there are some personal details so this is an Erin Condren planner this is the Erin Condren life planner that is really cute with the customized um what are they called the customized covers but okay this is essentially what I mean by sticker planning so oh, the lighting's kind of weird, but usually it's just like so themed and pretty and I'll do this the day after the day so that I can highlight the important events that have gone on the previous day, if that makes sense. So I don't know what I love about it so much, but it just gives me a lot of joy to decorate and plan my weeks like this so aesthetically. And looking back on it, obviously, since I've done this since the beginning of 2021, I can go back into my weekly memories and remember what I've done. But I don't really tell people I do that because it's like such a weird habit and people don't really know what it is. But you're on the pod, so you're a real one and I'll tell you. But anyways, my next very important habit that I do every single day, almost every single day, is exercise. So I feel like I take this above and beyond because I'm a little crazy and I love exercise right now. But exercising just like three to five times a week is also still great and it also doesn't have to be going to the gym like exercising can look different for everyone I've talked about this before it could be whatever fits your lifestyle walking around on campus taking a long walk with your dog or going on a run or going on a bike ride or like doing a fitness class whatever fitness can look so different for everybody so I think you should take these kinds of tips with a grain of salt and figure out what works for you this is just what works for me 
For me right now, as I said, I'm kind of on a fitness class kick. So I've been doing fitness classes two times a week, along with my regular gym sessions three times a week. So I'm at the gym five days a week from Monday to Friday. And on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'll do my regular gym strengthening sessions. And those are just like weightlifting. One day I'll focus on legs. One day I'll focus on upper body. And one day I'll focus on abdomen. And then the other two days I'll pick whatever fitness classes that I want to do. Like last week, I did one cycling class on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, I did a like a cardio type of class. I don't really know how to explain it. It's like a mixed cardio kind of class. That was kind of really fun. But you know, some people do better in group fitness sections. Some people do better with a personal trainer. It's really all just up to you and what you can afford also because definitely fitness can get a little pricey. So that's one of my really important habits. And I talked about this before, but one thing that I have been doing recently is while I am working out, I do not go on my phone. This is something else I'll bring up in a sec. But before, you know, when you do your weightlifting and stuff like that, you know, between reps, between, no, between sets, oh my God, I'm not a real gym rat. Between sets, you'll take a break and usually most people will go on their phone, but I really didn't like that habit because I feel like I was just mindlessly scrolling and it was just so pointless. So what I did was I just stopped using my phone in the gym other than to like play my music and whatever. But once I start my playlist, I'm like off my phone for the rest of the hour. And oh my gosh, like I don't, I wish I'd started it earlier because I love this habit. I just to have so much space to think. And I just am so focused on what I'm doing. I'm not preoccupied. You know, sometimes when you're on your phone, like work can seep into your personal time and whatever going on social media kind of blends all your time together. And I feel like when I'm at the gym, I have really clear cut personal time to think and just to do whatever. I feel like I'm not even thinking when I'm at the gym. Like my mind is just like so focused on like the physical aspect of the gym, you know, doing my reps and making sure that my form is good that I don't have time to think, which is really nice because sometimes you just need to turn your brain off for a second. So that is one of my favorite habits that I've gotten into. I've gotten into the gym since like the summer of 2019 and Uh, Obviously, during COVID, I didn't go to the gym for the longest time and I just started this past summer. So it's been like kind of um, not a struggle, but just like a little bit of getting used to going back to the gym and getting into weightlifting and stuff like that. I definitely have not been like trying to up my weight super high. I have just been focusing on lighter weights and doing more reps so that I'm focusing more on like toning my muscles rather than like bulking just because I don't really like being super uh, buff. I I feel like I like my physique as it is now and I just want to maintain. So anyways, yeah, I feel like going to the gym. Talk to me because I love it. But yeah, as you can probably tell with my entire morning routine, it's just like time to think and time to focus on myself because I feel like during the day, everyone gets pulled in 20,000 different directions, whether it's helping someone else, going to work, doing whatever, that a lot of times you don't have this personal time anymore and your day is kind of given up to other people and other activities. So I think for me, it's really important to have this solid three hours a day where I can just focus on myself and do what I want to do. My favorite thing that I've done in my life, definitely. And I feel like I don't need to repeat more, but we've definitely all heard about how exercise can give you endorphins and just make you feel good. And I definitely do that 
like exercise so much for that as well because I feel like as soon as I finish a gym session or like a workout class I feel so good afterwards that I just it's an irreplaceable feeling and that's why I feel like I go to the gym so much is to get that feeling you know when you're like almost so tired that you're gonna like die and your muscles are gonna give out but you just feel good after for some reason so those are kind of my keystone morning routine habits that I feel like always start my day off on the right foot and also the consistency in my morning routine is something that makes life really not anxiety provoking (laughs) for me when things come up last minute and stuff like that just gives me anxiety don't like it so I'm gonna go on to my next habit that I've implemented relatively recently I implemented it in November at the beginning and I have loved it so far it's definitely taken some time to get used to but that is turning on do not disturb and also turning off all my apps in the morning so I always knew of Do Not Disturb, but I never really used it until like earlier this year when I realized that you can turn it on for scheduled times. So for the longest time, I was putting on Do Not Disturb at night during bed so that in the morning when I wake up, I'm not tempted to check my phone and do all the Instagram and stuff like that because I like check my notifications. So I turned my notifications off and I really, really liked that. But Uh, recently I've extended it even further and I feel like this is me going crazy in solitude but there's this thing that you can do where you turn off all your apps so you're not allowed to open them well you're you can open them but it, it says like your time limit is like you're at your time limit for your app like it just like doesn't show it right away and I really really like that because for me, I realized, you know that day when Instagram shut off? I just, Instagram and Facebook, like everything shut off. I realized how much I open Instagram and Facebook out of habit just to like scroll mindlessly and then close it again. Like I'm not even looking. I'm just like opening it just to open it. I realized how much I do that during my day and I was like, oh my God, I am so messed up. Like this is now hardwired to be a part of me. So that kind of kickstarted my wanting to decrease my addiction to opening my apps. And so what I do is from, I think it turns on at 10 p.m. and I turn it off at 10 a.m., all my apps shut down. I'm not allowed to go on TikTok, go on Instagram, and even like other apps like uh, going on my bank banking accounts and like doing all this stuff. Because I feel like when you turn off your social media apps, you'll just like turn to other apps to, to fill time. But I turn off pretty much every single app on my phone and I'm not allowed to use them during 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. So obviously that encompasses the time that I go to the gym, the time that I'm up in the morning and all that kind of stuff. And pretty much when the phone turns back on again, I'm busy with other tasks in my day. So this has greatly decreased my screen time throughout the day. I love that so much. Let me actually share it with you. I was so proud of it this week. As of right now, it is 3.14 p.m. and I've used my phone for a total of 18 minutes today. So not a flex, but kind of. A bulk of my screen time though comes from when I'm watching TikTok at night. Like I feel like I'm watching it for like 40 minutes before I go to bed. So not the best, but I'll I'll always allow myself just because like that's my rest time and that's my good feeling time, you know? So the week before, 
when okay let me go back to the earliest so the earliest that i have on my phone is october 17th to 24th and my average was three hours and 11 minutes per day which is not a ton not as bad as i think a lot of other people's are but still like not the best then the next week october 24th to 31st it was around the same three hours and 10 minutes per day average And then last week, I started doing this turning off apps thing, and my screen time was two hours and 37 minutes average. So I cut my screen time by like 30 minutes, and I can probably assure you that those 30 minutes are what I would be like mindlessly scrolling through if I had not turned off my apps. So I'm really, I really, really like the fact that I can manage my social media use a little bit better because I feel like a lot of us are just kind of so ingrained in it now that we don't really realize how intertwined we are with it. But it is important to remember that like that is the digital you and also the digital version of everyone else and is not the real version. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to like not use social media as much just because I feel like a lot of people are kind of unrealistic on it. So I don't really like to indulge myself in that kind of stuff just because it gets a little bad for the mind. So yeah, anyways, that's just like my biggest habit is like using my phone less. And I feel like I've been so happy with that because of how much more productive I am and also how much more not anxious I am. Yeah, social media just does really bad things to us. And I feel like we should all just be careful with the use that we do and what we're watching, what we're consuming and all that kind of stuff. My next habit that I want to talk about seems pretty simple, but it is to just carve out a little bit of time for yourself every day and uh, not doing homework and not doing work, like doing relaxing things. So as you can, as you've heard my entire morning routine and all that kind of stuff, I, I take more than enough time for myself every day in the morning. That's like all my self time. But also in the afternoon, I like to just do a little something for myself, whether that's watching YouTube videos or playing Animal Crossing, these kinds of things. It's really important to take breaks because of just how go, go, go we are during the day. I feel like with a break, it's so nice to recharge and just relax. And then when you go into your night activities or evening activities, then you can really take those on with a better attitude. Okay. The last part of this pod is going to be how I implemented these routines and how to realistically implement them. Because obviously we're not all productivity gurus, you know, like James Clear with the Atomic Habits, but we can all try, you know, we can try. So one of the most important tips that I learned from Atomic Habits, the book, and when I discovered this, my mind was blown for so long, is your habits have to mirror who you want to be. You can also think about it as your habits directly represent who you are. Let's think about that for a sec. Your habits directly mirror who you want to be and your current habits show basically who you truly are inside. So we all have a lot of aspirations, you know, for a lot of us, it might be that we want to go to the gym more and exercise more. We want to be more productive, whatever it is, eat healthier, you know, all these kinds of things that like people set as their new year's resolutions, but usually always fall through by February. And that is because you have to set realistic habits that are aligned with your own personal values. Now, 
at first glance or at, at first listen, you might be like, okay, that makes so much sense. Like, obviously, you don't want to do habits that you're not into. But I think a lot of us get fallen into this trap that that we are trying to do habits that we think other people want us to do or we think will be good for us, but in reality are not. So let's take, for example, a different version of me, like before I started going to the gym. For the longest time, I was not into going to the gym or going exercising at all. I I had like a vendetta against it for the longest time. And if I wanted to, at that time, that was like grade 12 me, set a habit of exercising and being fit every day, that simply would have just fallen through because that wasn't who I wanted to be at the time. That didn't align with my personal values and that just didn't represent me. I felt like that wasn't a part of me that I wanted to come alive versus now, now that I'm a little bit older, I see the value in exercising and I see the value in being a healthy person over the long term. I also see myself as a healthy individual and as a fit individual and those habits of me exercising and me putting my going to the gym first directly represent that directly show is like direct evidence that I am a healthy and fit individual right like it's just like pure evidence think about the sentences that you would say to describe yourself to a new person for me I would say oh, I like exercising, I am a healthy person, and um, what else would I say? I am a creative person, I am a talkative person on my own, I enjoy having meaningful discussions with people, and I really enjoy learning. Okay, those are all the sentences that I would say about myself. Your habits have to be included in those sentences somehow. If you just described yourself in the sentences like I was and you didn't say that you are like you enjoy exercise or that you are a fit individual, why should going to the gym be one of your main habits that you want to focus on? That will never be something that aligns with yourself and your own values and that will just simply never be consistent long term. And now that I think about it, a lot of the habits that I implement are very consistent with who I want to be in the long term. In the book, I just finished reading the first chapter today. Habits are basically an atom. They're the fundamental building blocks to who we are as a human being. So if you want to build yourself up to be a healthy person, a kind person, a generous person, your habits have to show some sort of evidence of building towards those traits and building towards that identity. Otherwise, like, how do you have evidence that you are fit if you don't exercise or if you don't move your body daily? I don't know. That was something that I thought was so important and so mind-blowing when I first listened to it and I first read it. Another example would be, like I just said, I would say I am a creative person and some of the habits that I engage in daily, like bullet journaling, drawing out my own planner, doing the sticker planning, even those kinds of things contribute to my daily source of creativity and further build my identity as a creative person. Like I think your habits really have to build towards 
your identity and who you want to be in the long term. Like it's not just about, oh, I'm going to eat this salad for lunch because I'm healthy. Like you really have to think about long term. Who do you want to be? What do you want to be like? What is your identity like? And how are you going to get there? Because your habits are the first steps that you take to get to your dream and your goals. Actually, I was also just reading in the chapter today about the fact that we actually shouldn't really set goals. We should more often rely on systems that bring us to who we want to be. So one example that is in the book that I am reading, Atomic Habits by James Clear, again, in case you missed it earlier, like the five times that I've said this, there was one example where, for example, if you're a coach for a college football team, for example, Everyone, if you're a coach, your goal is going to be to win the championship, to win the gold medal. Obviously, isn't that what everyone wants? But you have to fall back to your systems and how you take the steps to get there. So for example, as a football coach, some of the things that you might do as a part of your system is focus on how do you recruit potential athletes because that starts right at the beginning how who are you recruiting how are you recruiting them what are they going to be like as soon as they join your team and etc also uh one example that i remember very vividly in the chapter was that the british team when they were doing the tour de france's they were doing really bad but they improved just a little bit about everything they oiled their bike seats better they better adjusted them they had more fitting bike clothing and all these tiny little changes added up into them winning a gold medal from the tour de france so the habits that you implement They can't just be things that you can do when you're motivated because let's be honest, we're not all going to be motivated every single day. That's like, I'm definitely not motivated every single day to go to the gym or to study or whatever. You have to fall back to a system that works to build towards the better version of you. One other thing, I think this will be my last thing because this episode is getting a little long. I didn't realize I was going to pop off this hard. But one other thing that I want to pay One other thing that I want to draw your attention to is what James Clear calls the plateau of latent potential. So as we are doing our habits every single day, you know, you start tomorrow and you decide I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to start going to the gym and start weightlifting and doing all this stuff. You're going to start eating healthy, whatever, making your own lunches in the day. Your efforts do not pay off right away. I would honestly say that nothing that you do in terms of habits and in terms of being a better person, nothing pays off right away. Honestly, I think that's why doing bad things that we know are bad for us are so addicting is because a lot of the bad things that we can do, whether that be drinking, whether that be eating unhealthily, those pay off right away. You get to taste that beautiful sugar from the brownie, whatever it is. Hard things are not going to pay off right away. And that is why they are hard. If it were so easy, everyone would do it, obviously. But anyways, habits build you 1% better every day. And honestly, every single day as you are doing them, you're not going to notice them at all. It is negligible. You're not going to notice, oh, my calf got 1% bigger than yesterday and now I can do 1% more weightlifting than yesterday. 
that's not going to happen. And I feel like that's why a lot of us get so discouraged so early on because you don't see any progress. You know, you're like, oh, I've been going to the gym for like three weeks and I still don't see any differences. Like what is going on? And then most of the time, a lot of people give up. But this is what James Clear calls the plateau of latent potential. Instead of us going and improving linearly, we improve exponentially. And there will be a day, there will be a day when you break through, where you can finally deadlift that new weight, that PR. And it's not just going to be because you were able to do it that day. It was because of the buildup of the 1% every day that you weren't able to see, that you were finally able to break through. And I think that is so encouraging to people who are trying to implement new habits or trying to just change their life and they don't see uh, results right away. It is so encouraging to know that it doesn't come right away for nobody. It doesn't come at all. And this goes in regards to anything. You know, if you want to start building an Instagram following, being an Instagram influencer, whatever it is, like you're not going to hit 10K followers in a day. And same with me. That's why I always have to remind myself when I'm building my platforms, making a new video, those things do not come right away. But I can take 1% step better, 1% one step to get myself better every single day, whether that is doing a little bit extra brainstorming every single day or editing a video so I'm not stressed out. Like these tiny little habits will compile and compound to, to get you to break through, to get you to improve when you can finally see that improvement. So I, I, if you have started going to the gym and you're like, oh, like I don't see anything, you know, I've been going... I would say the key things are consistency. You have to make sure that you are going at least not regularly. I mean, not every day, but you have to be going like regularly, semi-regularly, you know, once a week, twice a week, whatever it is. Build it into a part of your week. Make it something that you can't skip out on. That's how I get myself to go to the gym. Treat it like a fitness class. Even if you're just going to the gym by yourself, treat it like other people are going to be like counting on you to be accountable. So consistency and also what was the patience you have to be patient things don't come to us right away and I think that's the beauty of life is that you put in the work now and you will improve you will get better and it will get better for everyone who I really did just pop off this episode I really didn't think I would but If you want more information, you are inspired to start building your habits now, I would definitely highly recommend you check out Atomic Habits by James Clear. This is not like I'm not sponsored or anything like I'm not a partner or whatever. I just truly think the book is so good and it is filled with so much information on every page, like truly every page. There are, you know, graphs, tables, everything to help you understand what it's like to build habits. And there are so many other details in this book that I haven't even gotten into, like truly breaking down what habits are like which is the cue the craving the reward those all those types of things Uh, if you're interested in trying to become a better version of yourself trying to implement more routine into your life and being a little more improved then I would highly suggest you check that out because this book is definitely what got me kick-started on building a better routine for myself and for my life oh my gosh whoa Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to go and play more Animal Crossing. I haven't played yet today, so I'm really excited to play. 
and I will see you in my next episode. Let me know if you have any questions or anything. Feel free to follow me on at Overeasy the podcast on Instagram. That is where I, you know, you can interact with me on the podcast and stuff like that. So I will see you in my next episode. Bye.